Hello, Central fans. I'm Trevor Castle. Central College recently announced the three newest members of the Hall of Honor to be inducted this fall. On this episode of the award-winning Dutch Memories podcast, we visit with softball coach George Wares from the class of 1976, volleyball and track and field athlete Alicia Wisner-Fisher from the class of 2007, and longtime football defensive coordinator Don DeWard from the class of 1982. Let's get it started. Joining us now is Central College softball coach George Wares, one of the newest members of the Central College Hall of Honor, one of three inductees into the 2023 class. Uh, coach, thanks for joining us. And, and I guess first and foremost, congratulations on a great accomplishment at an institution that you've made a career out of. Yeah, thanks, Trevor. Um, obviously, uh, when I first found out, uh, I was kind of surprised because, you know, the old, you have to be done ret- uh, coaching. So I thought maybe they were telling me, giving me a message. But, you know, it's it's a great honor, as you said, and looking forward to what hopefully will be a real fun night. Uh, give our listeners a little bit of your background. I mean, you were a student at Central. Just kind of take us back all those years ago and, and what it was like coming to, why'd you come to Central? And, and then how did you get into making a career at Central? Yeah, uh, way back, I uh, came to Central and thought, played basketball, played a couple of years, and I was one of those, uh, you know, kind of helps me coach them now because I was one of those JVers and probably uh, wasn't quite good enough to do more than that and uh, loved everything about Central when I was here in terms of the professors I had, the coaches that I had, uh, Coach Walbert, who just recently passed away, and, and Coach Dick Bowser, who was the assistant basketball coach at the time, and you know, then went away and uh, did the stuff in high school, um, you know, with uh, Nesco being the second job and then uh, stop and then come into Pella. And and then, you know, the rest, as they say, is history when Coach Skipper came up and asked about the softball. And, you know, I just uh, love the idea of staying and uh, love the idea of coaching here. And, um, you know, every time there was a chance to maybe go elsewhere, it just seemed like uh, this was a better spot than the other opportunity that presented itself. And, I uh, didn't even realize, and the next thing you know, Larry tells me, were you the longest tenured coach uh, ever at Central? And I said, okay, well, that's probably a record that won't be broken, you know. Uh, so, so yeah, here we are uh, this many years later and still doing it. Well, could you have imagined at that point in time, you know, four decades, 1,200 wins, four national championships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? No, I mean, you, you have, you know, confidence that you're going to do something. And obviously we got off to a real quick start, but I could never have imagined that. I couldn't uh, imagine the duration of it. And then, and to be honest, and you, when you're young, uh, as much as I like Central, you, like every other young coach, think, well, I'm not going to stay here forever. I'm going to go this place, that place. And, you know, it just didn't happen. And, you know, and, and you look back and people say this probably all the time, it, it, it seems like it uh, was yesterday, you know, it went so fast. And I think that's a tribute to the coaches that I've had an opportunity to coach with and and also the players that have an opportunity to coach, you know, because when, for the most part, it's been years of nothing but uh, fun. You know, people talk about work and the grind of it. And, yeah, there are moments where it's like it's a little long and tedious. But, you know, for the most part, it's been nothing but enjoyable uh, to be able to do what I've done for this many years. As you're still in it, can you reflect back on the the past, or is it just you're so caught up in, in trying to continue to build upon what you're doing here in the in the present? 
Well, my mind has all been about you know trying to get somebody from behind the for behind the plate and you know, add to that, uh, get other players, and you know how many of our seniors are going to come back, and what's our schedule going to be at the leadoff next year. So, you know, respectfully, I'm not thinking about the the Hall of Honor banquet or much about that. But uh, you know, that night we certainly will, and you know, I'm saying that somewhat uh, sarcastically because you do reflect. Uh, you look at the other people that have gone in. You think about their era here, and obviously Don DeWard's been here forever in terms of being impelling the stuff that he's done so it'll be a fun night to uh, reminisce and talk about some things that uh, some of the stories I'm sure will be a, a little bit uh, bigger than what they really were when they happened but we'll have fun telling them. We're visiting with George Wares. He's one of the newest members of the Central College Hall of Honor class of 2023. You've always said that it's about the, the family that you've built here at Central. Can, can you kind of expand upon that? And, and when, when in your career did you realize how important that was to what you were building? Well, I think pretty early because, uh, you know, having two daughters uh, and, and seeing players around them, uh, that, that's pretty special. And, you know, they talk about uh, when you coach and you have, um, you know, quite a bit of time that you're gone, but but also when you have two daughters that loved uh, softball and being around it, that, that helps that a lot. And and then, uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, whatever it was, as you're, as you're done and you start having alumni functions, and you hear people talk about their experiences and how, uh, not just the winning part, but other things that uh, was uh, a, a great time for them or a learning experience for them. And, and you hear about it, not necessarily with your involvement, but you hear about the involvement that they had with each other and how connected they were. And then that just kept going. And and uh, I don't think, uh, you know, even myself, I, I realize how big that alumni connection is until we have, um, you know, functions where we see them come back and you hear them tell the stories. And the next thing you know, you know, initially it was like you're seeing women coming back when they were 35. And now I'm seeing women come back respectfully to those women. They're 55. And I say, hey, you're catching up with me, you know, and, uh, you know, that you look as old as I do. And I'm, and so there, there's a long history of that. And, and, and they all connect, you know, for the most part. And they just continue even this year, the you know, to go to the present you know, the success that we had this year. And you see Kylie uh, Lithberg, who now lives in Ankeny, come by when she hasn't been able to come for a while. And, you know, then you go back generations before that, just the continued connection from uh, past to the present. Well, and you've had now two legacy players within your program, right, with Kylie Olson and Sydney Huseman, and their, their their moms both played for you. What does that mean that that, you know, they had such a great experience that they were willing to send their daughter to play for you as well? Yeah, it's it's special. You know, I mean, you don't always get that, and there are reasons to not have that, you know, the comparisons and so forth. But, you know, I'm glad they both did. We might have another Hoosman uh, coming, it sounds like, uh, and uh, hopefully we've got the uh, current one back another year. And I think there's going to be more and more in that. You know, Missy Voigt's daughter, I know, is at least considering Central. And, uh, yeah, it's special. It's special uh, to see their daughters now playing and, and whether they come to Central or not, just to see the success that they have. And, um, you know, in a small way, having been a part of that because of their mom playing here, I'm sure they've instilled some of those things that we try to do at Central, even if they end up going to a different college. Um, I, I guess to close out, Coach, what does it mean to you to, to be inducted in, into this Hall of Honor? Well, you know, it's uh, I'm not even sure yet. It's kind of surreal, and, and it's they say it's humbling, and it is humbling. And, 
you know, I look back, I've been to so many of these banquets and you hear all the stories and, and you just love, I love nights like that, you know, uh, no matter who's getting inducted. Uh, same thing with our NFCA Hall of Fame. You just hear some really, really great stories and you meet some really great people. But, you know, there's so many people that uh, I'm, I'm somewhat reluctant even now because, you know, I've got, there's so many players that haven't been in yet, you know, that is, okay, I'm getting in, but what about this person, this person, that person? And so, uh, but I, I think their time will come, you know, we've got a pretty good history of some other alumni that are going to get in. But again, I'm very honored. I love the fact that, uh, you know, the other people that are going in, especially Don, you know, having done some football games with him, it'll be fun to, you know, hear him get in. And um, I think I'm the last person if it goes alphabetically, so I can kind of dictate if they talk too long, not long enough, and, you know, kind of make sure the night doesn't go too long if they've uh, been a little too winded uh, before me. But again, it's it's real special. I'm uh, Happy uh, that it's happening and looking very much forward to the evening. Well, you know, you and I and Don have had one opportunity to do a game with the three of us up at Whitewater. I'm kind of thinking homecoming weekend. It, it would just make sense to get the, the two Hall of Famers back in the booth together again. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. And, you know, halftime, we usually talk about it. And you're going to be up there going solo during that time. But, yeah, that's that's a real good idea. I'm sure Don will like that. And you know, Whitewater was a real fun time. So maybe we can uh, reminisce uh, or uh, replicate that and do it again uh, against Dubuque, right? The homecoming yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. One of the newest members of the Central College Hall of Honor class of 20. 2023 George Wares. Thanks for your time, coach. And again, congratulations. All right. Thanks, Trevor. Joining us now is Alicia Wisner Fisher, a 2007 Central College graduate and a member of the 2023 class of the Hall of Honor at Central College. Alicia, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on being inducted into the Hall of Honor at Central College. What, what does that mean to you? It's a big honor to be able to be a part of this group. Um, over the years, I've seen some of my teammates um, be involved in this and inducted in this so it's it's pretty amazing that i'm i'm being into this as well so it's it's a big honor to be in it alicia a two sport athlete at central track and field uh, where she won a national championship in the javelin uh, also a member of the central volleyball team before we talk about your time at central uh, tell me how did you end up at central um <laughs> well i i was a um Looking at Warburg and Central, and that's what I was down to, but I wanted to do both sports. I wanted to do volleyball, and I knew I wanted to do track. And I did some college visits on both, and Central was just a great fit for me. The people that I stayed with and met, it was just where I knew I wanted to be. The programs are what I wanted to be in. Um, so that was an easy decision on that that part. Um, the only downer is, though, that my parents are both Warburg grads, so... <laughs> All of us kids went to Central, and they were Wartburg grads. So how's that fit with uh, Wartburg grads? And now they're, uh, I mean, obviously you had the success at Central, but now you're in the Hall of Honor at Central. Yeah, so it, it was good. There was a few times where they were orange if Wartburg was involved, but they always cheered for us kids at Central. So that was always great. Well, let's talk about your, your track and field career. Uh, as I mentioned, a, a, an NCAA Javelin Championship, your final event ever as a collegiate athlete, and you win the national title in Oshkosh, Wisconsin in 2007. That was after three other All-American performances in the Javelin. Um, but the Javelin isn't something that most high school kids are used to. So had you thrown the Javelin before you got to Central? Or, or tell me a little bit about that journey. No, um, I had never, I never watched it. I never threw it. So to, to pick it up and to throw it was, was pretty awesome that I was good at that. 
Um, I was recruited as a heptathlete, so I got to experience the seven events, and Javelin was one of them. And so that's just something that we had practiced. You take time to practice every individual event. And the moment I picked it up, I I was very good at throwing it. So it was kind of a surprise to us, not knowing what it was, not throwing it before. Um, but it fit, especially being a volleyball player, a lot of overhead work um, with throwing and hitting, then that kind of tied over really well. And I just, that was something I really enjoyed doing. So I focused on that and um, it, it turned out it was a great experience. Well, you also threw the shot and the disc and had success yes. in, in the then Iowa conference meets, you know, placing and, and an all-conference performer there. Um, yeah, I, I've never thrown, so I'm, I'm imagining it's different to throw a javelin and a discus and a shot put. So how, how is that kind of managing the training and, and practice in, in, to be a high-level performer in all three of those events? You really have to work on each individually. They are all different, um, especially your overhead versus um, some of the others, the weight and the shot and the discus. And um, I like the variety. I like to work on different things. But yes, you had to set specific days or specific times during practice that you would pick. Okay, I'm going to work on this one. I'm going to work on this one and that. Um, but it was it was fun. It was challenging. I like to be busy. Um, I I enjoy being two sport athletes. So I always was doing something um, and I liked learning new things. So that was a, an ex, a good experience with being able to do different variety, not just doing one thing the whole time. And again, the one that Alicia had the most success with in the Javelin, a seventh place finish in her freshman year, then fifth place, then fourth place. And love those linear progressions then to that yes. national championship <laughs> in 2007. Can you take me back to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and what that meet was like and what that throw was like that won you a national title? Oh, gosh. Um, that was a few years ago, but it, it was a very windy day. So there was a few of us that were having issues with the jab. You you can have, so you have to have certain specs of where the handle is, what the weight is. It has to be um, measured every meet to make sure that you're hitting regulations. But you can have different a variety of where exactly the, is it, is it heavier in the front? Is it heavier in the back? So the weight distribution, it always has to balance but you can have it just a little off. So I, I threw two different javelins. Um, one was a carbon fiber and then the, the other one. So the, the difference is how the weight was distributed. So you had to know, okay, I have a headwind, I have a tailwind, I have a crosswind. What javelin is going to be the best? And uh, so I had to kind of play with that there, during the, the meet, but it was a big headwind. So not that what would happen is you would throw it and the, the wind would just shoot it straight down. And I just hit it right that um, a jab I picked for that throw, it went. Um, and it, it it was, I think, I can't remember, I think it was either my fifth throw or my sixth um, that I did. And then you just kind of wait to see if anybody throws farther, and they didn't. And so it was, it was super exciting. Um, my whole family was there. Um, it was a great experience. I loved every minute of it. And then right after that, I'd also qualified for the shot put. So I had to pick up there. The shot put was going on. So I had to run over there, do the shot put, and then do the podium stuff. So it was kind of a back and forth. It was a whirlwind, but it was it was very memorable. So that was that was a great thing. Is that one where when you threw the winning throw, I mean, in jazz, is it like, okay, yep, that, that could be it? Do you kind of know that right when it goes? 
Um, yes, there's a feel in how it just comes out of your hand. There is that piece to it. You kind of know that's, it's a good throw, but the, the variable is the wind. You just don't know, will it take it? Will it, will it shoot it? Will it not? Um, and it was just a perfect throw and, um, it was great. It was very great. The 2007 NCAA division three javelin national champion. Uh, and as we mentioned, you're a two sport star as well. Uh, a member of three NCAA tournament volleyball teams at central, uh, you won a conference championship all four years to your team co-captain. I mean, just tons of honors, uh, when it comes to volleyball as well. What do you remember about your experience on the Dutch volleyball team? The the biggest thing, um, volleyball, uh, both were very successful, both track and volleyball. Volleyball was very much a, a team, team and atmosphere, a very, um, uh, we had fun, but we were very disciplined and it was uh, about serving as well. So it was, it was a good program to be involved in. Um, w- I loved going on some of the trips we went on to. Um, usually fall break, we got to go uh, see different things. And we spent a lot of time together through that whole fall and in summer when we did some camps and stuff. So volleyball was was a great experience for me. And the, the team building and the people that you get to know was was the best part. Do you have any, is there a highlight on the court, uh, you know, a big match that you guys won or, or anything like that, that, that comes to your mind when you think back 20 years ago, oh, almost now? Anytime that we beat Simpson or Wartburg or <laughs> Co, any of those rivalries, that's the best. That, those are the big ones that um, you always look back on. And yep, we beat them that time. <laughs> Very good. Um, all right. Then after leaving Central, uh, I, I know that you got a, a doctorate in physical therapy from Des Moines. University. I understand you're a physical therapist now. Can you just talk a little bit about your career and and life post-Central and maybe how Central set you up to have some of the success that you're having nowadays? Yeah, I have been a physical therapist for 10 years now, um, back in my hometown. So it's, it's been a a good experience there for me. Um, the building, I was a very quiet kid and the experiences that I had at Centro with the volleyball, building a team, getting to know the people I did, um, same thing with track. It's a team sport, but you have individual events that you you are the ones that you have to rely on yourself to get to where you are in some of your individual events. Um, but it's the people that I met either on the volleyball team, on the track team, in classroom, the professors, the people I met and how you, how you treat people and how you serve people. I think that kind of led me to the PT world where I treat people every day. I get to help them. And, and that's a big piece of where it led me. And last question for you, you'll, you'll be officially inducted over homecoming weekend this fall at Central. Um, what are you yes. looking forward to about that event? Oh, it's going to bring back a lot of memories over the years. Um, typically, when I was in school, we didn't get to go to homecoming because usually we had a volleyball tournament someplace. So to go and, and to be able to see everything and take a, take a part in everything, that'll be great. Um, I should have some teammates and friends in town for that weekend. So it'll be a good experience. I have two little ones now. Um, so that they can see some of that central pride and he'll go Dutch uh, at the game. That's what I look forward to. All right, Alicia Wisner-Fisher, a, a 
a graduate of Central College in 2007, the 2007 NCAA Division III Javelin National Champion, and now a member of the 2023 class of the Hall of Honor at Central College. Alicia, congratulations again, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Joining us now is one of the newest members of the Central College Hall of Honor, Don DeWard, class of 2023, class of 1982 at Central. And Mr. Mayor, thanks so much for joining us and uh, congratulations on being inducted into the 2023 Central Hall of Honor. What does that mean to you? Well, it's pretty hard to put it into words, actually. I think anybody that knows me knows what uh, you know. Central College and the football program has meant to me for a good portion of my life. You know, not only me and my family, you know, I'm going to have to talk a lot about family when we start talking about this because there's a lot of uh, tie-ins to family. But, uh, you know, I've, I'm a central grad. I'm, I got four kids that are central grads. And uh, so spending much time as I did on the coaching staff, it was really a it was really a family affair. So it's, you know, it's kind of surreal when I stop and think about it. Well, how, let's start. How did you end up at Central College? Well, uh, yeah, it's kind of a long story, but uh, so I graduated in high school in 1974. I uh, wasn't real sure what I wanted to do, so I went to college at Dort, Dort College in Sioux Center for a semester. Grew up on a farm. I, I have an older brother and father who were farming, and I decided I was going to get into farming, and so I, I only did a semester, and then I left school and I was on the farm, farmed with my brother for four years. In the meantime, I had a younger brother that actually graduated from high school and ended up at Central, uh, went to Waldorf for a year, ended up at Central playing football. So in 1978, um, he was on the football team, so he came down for a game. I'd never been to Pella. I knew about Central football because I had watched the 74 uh, national championship game, which was on CBS. I, I'll never forget that. Uh, anyway, I came down to a football game, and uh, I don't know, that stirred kind of something in me that uh, I thought, you know, I really would like to coach. Uh, and so I don't think it was maybe on the way home, but later I said to my wife, at the time I had gotten married in the meantime, both our two oldest children, Sean and Sherry, were born. I said to my wife, Jean, I think we were coming home from a Kanawha High School football game. I said, you know, I think I might want to go back to school. She said, uh, no, you don't. Don't ever think of, uh, mention it again. Because uh, we had built a new house out on the farm, and we had settled in pretty good. Anyway, that was in the fall fall of 78, well, we moved to Pella in January of 79. At the time, Central was uh, on a three-term, a three-ten-week term uh, system, and so I could start. So I had the half year in at Dort. I could start with the third term of that of that school year. So in February of, of 79, I started college. Um, and... That's, so that's how I ended up at Central. The connection through my younger brother, actually, uh, and, you know, coming to a game, seeing the program, seeing and just liked, and then liked what I saw and decided that I would like to coach. And so then a fairly short playing career, but that, that, that did springboard to what you came here for, to, to get into coaching, right? So how, kind of talk through, you know, working with Coach Skip, you know, how, the, how you got out of the coaching staff. 
Yeah, you know, when when you get an award like this, uh, again, it's kind of surreal, but you you think back, um, and I, I distinctly remember the first time I met Coach Skipper. And so well, I, got, I decided to come to school February, so early February, I think just when classes started, I went into his office up at uh, Kuiper. Uh, he had an office up there. And um, I said, you know, I t- walked in, told him my story a little bit, and I'm sure he looked at me, you know, what are you, what are you thinking about? Because I said, you know, I'm going to start school. I said, I'd like to play football. I'm sure he looked at me and thought, you're 23 years old, you got two kids, are you crazy? But Coach Skipper was, you know, he said, yeah, if you want to do it, we'll do it. So, uh, so I did that in the spring. Of course, there wasn't spring practice or anything, so we started that next fall, and I tried to work myself into shape, you know. Uh, anyway, so I went out. Well, what I didn't know is back in those days, uh, when you started college, you had 10 semesters to complete your eligibility. So my clock actually started when I went to Dort. So that then those four years that I was farming still my clock was running and I didn't know it and I don't know that anybody really thought about it so I went out for football I played in the fall of 79 Uh, at the time uh, Rudy Tease was a registrar and he was a a dot your I cross your T kind of guy and he he figured out that I only had that one year eligibility in the background, and I didn't know that. I had no idea about the rule. Nobody said anything to me about it. And I say most people didn't even think about it, I'm sure. Well, anyway, so I was going to come back the next year, play again. Um, so I went to camp, did all of that preseason. What I didn't know is in the background, they were appealing to the NCAA to get a waiver because of my situation. You know, the door didn't even have football, right. all that. Anyway, so I... Uh, workout we go through preseason everything the week of our first game we're going out to Crawfordsville Indiana to play uh, uh, they play Wabash I can't think of any school out there uh, anyway out so we're going out there well they find out on Wednesday night that the NCAA turned down the turned down the appeal so that you know coach Kepper of course never liked to break bad news to anybody but he had to tell me that I couldn't I couldn't play. I was scheduled to start at center uh, on that Saturday. So anyway, I couldn't play. You know, and as I look back now, it was the best. It was probably the best. I mean, I could have played. It had been fun. But I was older than everybody already, so I just jumped right into a coaching role then in 1980. So 1980 would have been the first year then I was – so I was was still a student, but I began to coach in 1980 then, and of course – 35 years later, uh, you know, it's just kind of crazy when you think about it, that little first meeting with Coach Skipper and then to have it lead to, number one, a 18-year relationship with him on his coaching staff. Uh, you know, he's a legend in the college game of college football, but I spent 18 years on his staff. I spent nine years after he retired, before he passed away, in a great relationship with him, coaching in Mexico and all of this stuff. So, 
and then you look back and you go, you know, it just happened yesterday, but it's 40 years later, <laughs> no. you know. So and when, when you, this type of thing happens, I mean, all those memories kind of flood back and you just go, where did this, how did this all happen? It's kind of surreal. We spent 35 years in total with, with Coach Skipper, Coach Kakmarinski, Coach McMartin. And, you know, I, the, the short of it is, you know, longtime Dutch defensive coordinator. You mentioned that you played center. So wh- how did you learn defense? Have you always had a love on the defensive side? And, and where did, where did kind of those defensive chops come from that led to so many dominating Central College defenses during your time? Yeah. Well, first of all, everything I learned about defense, I learned from Coach Skipper. He was a defensive guy. <laughs> But so I yes I played offensive line uh, when I played and so the first couple years when I was first started coaching I uh, coached with uh, coach offensive line and then uh, in 1980 uh, so I graduated from Central in '82 got into the accounting business again football was never a full time job for me it was fun and uh, you know. Uh, so that was a good part of it, I think. But anyway, it allowed me to pursue a lot of other things that I've done. Anyway, um, so I started in the offensive line. And then in in 83, Jeff and Monlin and I started our own accounting business in Pella. So I didn't coach in 83. I took a year off to start that business, but I really missed it. And at the time, prior to that, I had just kind of been a assistant to an assistant on the so I I, uh, uh, I went to Coach Skipper that spring after '83, before the '84, in spring of '84. I said, "Hey, I really want to come back. I want to coach," um, which he was quite excited about because at the Division Three level back in those days, if anybody wanted to help, you took it because <laughs> yeah. there weren't full time jobs in sure. the business back then. Anyway, so I said, but if I'm coming back, I said, I want my I want my own position. I want to have a position to coach. Well, it turned out that linebacker position, he needed somebody for that position. So I became linebacker coach then in 84, and that's what I did for yeah. the rest of my, my time. And, again, uh, Coach Kipper was kind of the defense coordinator when I was first there. Uh, Dennis Dakota was the defense coordinator for a few years. Eventually, I became the defense coordinator when when Coach uh, Cack got the job. Then after Coach Kipper retired, he asked me to stay on and be the defense coordinator. Same with Coach Mack. So I was, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you for sure how many years that was, but, you know, 20 probably that I was a defense coordinator. But I love defense. Uh, you know, I just, uh, it's fun. <laughs> well, I always, what I always say is all football players want to play defense, just not everybody can. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we will have to do a future podcast episode because what I have to tell our listeners, and I've had the pleasure since Don retired of being in the radio booth, and more than the pleasure of being in the booth, we get the car rides to and from the games, and I have heard so many stories of so many games, and Don's memory is usually spot on. He can point to what team we played and who made the play and you know how it impacted the season, and I'd love to share more of those stories down the road. We don't have quite have time for it on this episode, but you know, just big picture when you when you think back as, as you've said it kind of it's like where did the time go but so many just big time memories as, as part of your career on the field here at central 
Yeah, you know, obviously we had tremendous success uh, as a team. Uh, certainly, I was a small part of that. You know, having Coach Skipper lead the uh, the. the I don't know the the way he established the program and the things that he did uh, from a leadership role. You know, if you ask me, still are quite evident in the program today, this many years later. And it's got something to do with head coaches being guys that came through the program. So you kind of understand that it it is a little bit of a different different uh, uh, program and the approach and all that. And thankfully, a lot of that still remains. But. Yeah, I mean, when you win as much as we did, uh, there's yeah, there's just so many big moments, you know, big big things that happen. But you know, some of the best, uh, I, I always say the best moments I can think of are in the locker room after the game, when a big win. I mean, you just anybody that you have to have coached. I think you have to have coached and experienced something. Maybe not coaching, but some group effort where you put in a ton of work, a ton of time, and then you have success in doing what you set out to do, and then that feeling uh, of of what you feel like after that as a group, there's nowhere else in life I can match that, that I've been able to match. So to somebody that has an experience, it's hard to put into words what it's like but that's the ultimate you know when I sit there and watch young guys that I know how hard they worked I know what practice was like I know how many times I yelled at them and you know whatever we did I made life very difficult for them during practice because I knew it was going to be difficult in a game and so what they all went through and just to see them as excited as they were those kind of things, you kind of, as a coach, you kind of sit in the corner of the locker room and you just look and watch and just feel good for them, you know, so. Well, the game also has certainly evolved in in your time, you know, from when you first arrived on campus. And as I've been told by others, Coach Skipper only threw the ball when he had to throw the ball. And at the end of your tenure, you know, Ryan Myeri just so, you know, just opened it wide open. What do you think about the evolution of the game, you know, through your three and a half decades? Yeah, you know, it's it's a great game. I think the best team game there is, uh, the ultimate team game. Uh, and it has changed dramatically. It did while I was there, and it continues. Uh, you know, it went through a lot of evolutions, I'm sure, throughout the history of the game. It's been pretty dramatic the last few years. Uh, you know, f- being a defensive guy, I'm not particularly excited about 45 to 42 games all the time. I think at one point, uh, after I'd been there, I don't know, 30 years, I think we'd given up 30 points like twice, yeah. you know, and then it became, you, you got to outscore people because it's almost impossible to stop good offensive football teams anymore. But it's still a great game. It's still, it still takes, you know, we were sticklers on fundamentals. Coach Skipper was at, and I, st- I think it's still very important to the game no matter what you're doing. And you just have to learn to adapt and, uh, uh, the good teams can do that. There's, you know, back in the day, uh, a lot of the athletes, you know, especially at Central, we put all our best athletes on defense. That was how you were going to win games. We had a lot of success doing that. 
and now it's much more an offensive game. You got so many great athletes playing offense that to try to stop a team for an entire game just doesn't happen. And so you have to focus on getting stops, yeah. getting the ball back to your offense that you know are going to score. So, uh, yeah, it's changed dramatically. And you still are involved in the program, obviously on the radio with us during the broadcast, on the sidelines when not. And and I know you and, and Coach Max still have a great relationship. What does it mean to just still be able to stay connected with the program that's been such a big part of your life? Well, I think you just said it. I mean, it's been such a big part of my life. I don't know what I'd do without it. You know, when I think about it's July now and uh, when I'm thinking about August and Hey, I'm thinking about Central College football. Yeah. Can't wait for the first game and uh, you know to see see what's going on. Obviously, I I don't get to practice a lot, but I'll sneak down there once in a while and kind of watch. And yeah, I do have a lot of conversations with with Coach Mack. There's some new coaches. You know, for a long time we had the same coaching staff when Coach Skiffer was around, and there's been more movement in the coaching staff. But uh, the philosophy I think has remained. And so it's still a whole lot of fun. Uh, you know, the competitive juices, uh, uh, the week of the Warburg game, I'm, I'm thinking about it uh, even during the week when I don't really have anything to do with it anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, ingrained in me for, for all that time. Well, such a wonderful career. Again, Don DeWard, a member of the 2023 class of the Hall of Honor at Central College. Uh, congratulations again, Don. Uh, thanks for joining us here today, and we'll see you in the broadcast booth this fall. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. George Wares, Alicia Wisner-Fisher, and Don DeWard will be honored as part of the homecoming weekend this fall, with the Hall of Honor banquet to take place on Friday, September 29th. Congratulations again to all three inductees. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dutch Memories Podcast. We'll have a new episode every month or two featuring a player, coach, game, team, or moment in Central College's storied athletic history. You can subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so you never miss an episode, or just check the podcast section at KNIACareless.com. Dutch Memories is a KNIA Careless production. I'm Trevor Castle, and go Dutch.